It's time to talk MTCS sports. It's Cougar Corner, fueled by Donut Country and McDonald's Murfreesboro. Presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. TOA, live your best life. Online at TOA.com. We're joined by Middle Tennessee Christian School coaches to talk about their most recent games and their upcoming opponents. It's time to talk orange and white on MTCS Cougar Corner. Welcome in to MTCS Cougar Corner here this morning. And you know that spring is right around the corner when we start talking some spring sports. Jamie Carver is joining us today as we talk baseball here on the show, presented by TOA, Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. And um, gosh, Jamie, it's it's been a little bit since we've had a chance to talk. It's always fun uh, talking to you because we know spring is here. Yeah, it's about that time. So as we... Uh we hadn't had too bad of a, an early stage of the spring season. Weather's not been too bad on us. Had a lot of chance to get on the field. So, yeah, we're ready to get going. Won't be too long. We'll be chomping at the bit. Well, you, you know, I think spring waits until, you know, baseball season starts, and then that's when we get our cold snaps, it seems. Well, isn't that always the case? You know, that we've always kind of joked that that last week of – um, what they call open facilities before your first official date of practice. It seems like you always get some glimpse of mid 60s to low 70s and sunshine. And then, you know, that first day of practice, it's inevitably 33 with a wind blowing in 20 miles an hour. But <laughs> nonetheless, we, we're used to it and we make do. Well, I know that um, weather is always one of those things that's on the mind of, of any spring sports coach. And, you know, if is it going to rain? Is it going to, you know, uh, keep us from playing on the field if we get some rain, that kind of thing? Well, you all have uh, joined the chorus of uh, schools that have added field turf. And uh, tell me a little bit about that project. I know it, uh, you have to be pretty proud of that. Yeah, I mean, so it's a blessing and, and what a change of scenery. I know we've, we've been able to pull off so much this last, you know, two years, so many field improvements. It's almost becoming hard to list them. And we're very fortunate for that. And, and we've had some good fundraisers over the years and, and obviously some some a blessing of some donors uh, that have kind of culminated into an opportunity this fall uh, that just kind of came together in a hurry. Um, you know, and, and I don't even know that I thought it was realistic as we kind of started that conversation in July and August, but as that process uh, picked up some steam, it, it became more and more realistic day by day and and i you know spoke with lou warner over at warner athletic construction and just said hey if if we're able to put this together financially can you get this done and and his team did an incredible job you know i'm still blown away by how fast that process went um but you know i don't really know how how much i realized it would change the game until i it was either the monday or tuesday of us you know opening up practice we got an afternoon you know just kind of a straight line storm that came through um, we were inside, it was raining, you know, in sheets and, uh, we actually took a, a lightning strike here on campus and it killed the power for a couple hours. And in the past we'd have been done for, you know, we had no access to an indoor facility. We had no power, couldn't run any pitching machines. The lights were off. We were stuck. And, you know, you move the clock forward about 15, 20 minutes, the rain moves out and we're on the infield working bunt defense. And you're like, nah, I'm starting to see this now. This yeah. is this is a game changer. So it's been a blessing for us, and the kids are excited about it. It looks incredible, uh, but just, uh, you know, obviously count your blessings. And we're, we're very fortunate to have what we have, and, and it's, uh, it's quite a 
it's a beautiful facility. And, you know, of course, from somebody who's been here so long at this point to see it from where it was to where it is now, man, there's a lot of pride put into that too. So I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you had work last year and, and put up the, that beautiful backstop and fencing and all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this year with the, with the turf, um, I would imagine that that certainly makes it much easier in terms of uh, field upkeep and such too. Yeah. You know, I think my wife might be one of the happier people of us pulling this off just because, you know, there's no more running the manual sod cutter and, and edging. And we still got to manicure the, the warning track uh, and we still have to mow the outfield, but it, it has certainly, uh, you know, I don't even know that you can even undersell that. It has certainly, you know, trimmed back on uh, infield maintenance time. And for that, you know, to be able to be at home with family a little earlier each night has been, has been a blessing and, and one I don't take for granted. Um, but Hey, it's, it's a great setup. We're happy for, uh, the school, happy for the program. And it's, it's been a, it's been fun to get on here the, these last few weeks for sure. Let me ask you this about that because, um, you know, I've noticed that there are a lot of fields that, um, you know, it's just the infield and such, and there's still work to do in the outfield and playing on turf. Um, but there are some schools that have their entire field turf. So, I mean, what are mm-hmm. the advantages of the way you all put it together? Do you think? Well, I think, you know, Brian, let's, let's cut to the chase. It is what it is. You know, I, I think the biggest difference in going from one to the other is, you know, there's pretty substantial check that's got to come with that. Those mm-hmm. projects are uh, paid for by the square footage and and that's what we were able to do. You know, we've had five or six years consecutively of some, some pretty strong fundraisers uh, and with where we, you know, from a baseball program, we're able to bring some money to the table and then a donor came and kind of uh, finished the bill for us that's where we were at. That's what we were able to pull off. You know, if, if something had been a, a blessing and given us a check with another comment, it maybe I'm sure we could have done something different, but, uh, this is where we are. Uh, but you know, the advantageous side of things is if, if you have the chance to do all of it, then you get a uniform playing surface and it plays, you know, the same from the infield to the outfield. Uh, but, you know, our kids really haven't missed a beat. And, and so many of these kids play on turf all summer long through travel ball. Now uh, it's kind of become a common field playing surface. They're used to it. Uh, and of course you still have to do some maintenance on them. Um, you know, they're still shifting rubber pellets around and there's stuff you have to do, but the kids have gotten pretty used to it. But for us to have, you know, infield being um, synthetic turf and then outfield being natural grass, we really haven't missed a beat. Hadn't noticed anything really. Um, but it's, it's given us a constantly dry place, even on rain days, uh, to be able to get some work done. Yeah. Well, that's, that's obviously the biggest. Yeah. I, I was just kind of asking because I, I have no idea if one is better than the other or, or not, you know, whether turfing the whole thing, but uh, we don't see many of those. And obviously I guess yeah. the money part is the, is the biggest thing to consider with that. That's correct. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Uh, do how does that change how your infielders play? Because, you know, the, I guess are hops truer in the infield, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you get a more consistent hop, you know, it's obviously you, you get a different hop than you would get on natural grass, but you know, I kind of mentioned this earlier, the quality of the turf that we got from Lou and his guys, it plays, you know, far closer to natural grass than I expected. I thought we would be, you know, taking ground balls in a parking lot and it would be, you know, balls coming through there and hardly slowing down at all, but it actually plays pretty natural. I know the quality of turf from, you know, back in the nineties to now is, is comically improved. Um, 
but you don't really miss a beat really i mean it's um you know it's more of just an accessibility you can get on it quicker but it, it plays fairly natural i think the biggest difference you see is like if you had an improperly maintained field in the past or if you had a lip or you had something where there was a bump or a low spot you know you it, heck it could hit a rock uh, you may get a bad bounce at some point in time but on this it's going to play pretty true and, and pretty genuine and i think for that you know the infielders can get on board with that but uh you know it plays closer to natural than I would have suspected it would on the front end. And, and that's been a good thing. And I'm sure as we get into the season, it's going to be one of those things, Jamie, where uh, it's, it's going to help you get in games that might have to yes. get nixed and played another time. And I'm thinking about of spring course. fling and all that kind of stuff too, you know? Yeah. I'm sure the, the Southern, um, well, there used to be Southern athletic fields. They've changed their company name. Now um, those guys that do the, the dirt crew in spring fling, I'm sure they're, you know, probably a love-hate relationship. Less dirt to play in comes spring fling, but less tarp pulls. So there's a love-hate relationship, I'm sure, with that. But, uh, you know, it, it like you said, it should give you an opportunity to get in more games, more practice, and, and honestly, in such a, a date-constricted, uh, jam-packed, busy spring schedule, any chance you can get more days in, that, that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, Jamie Carver with us as we talk MTCS baseball here on Cougar Corner this morning. And, um, you know, I, I didn't think about that until you just mentioned it. Uh, that there's no more need for um, a tarp and no more tarp pulling and the wind blowing and all that kind of stuff, too. <laughs> I don't know that anybody will complain about that. The 7 a.m. and the, the lunchtime rush tarp pulls, whether it's going on or off, were a disaster. And, uh, you know, having nicks and cuts and that thing leaking, uh, that's going to be one thing that I am not uh, I, I will have no tears shed the day that that thing leaves campus whenever we decide to sell it. But, uh, you know, nobody gets on board with those. It's a necessary evil. Um, but thankfully, thankfully, that's something we don't have to touch anymore. Well, um, let's kind of talk about um, this year's baseball squad, Jamie, and then we'll kind of look ahead to the schedule and, and the district and things of that nature as well. Um, why don't we start with your uh, pitching staff here? And um, I'm, I'm hearing some really good things about them. Yeah, uh, you know, it's one of the, uh, an odd thing that I don't know. I mean, this is my 11th year as the head coach uh, at MPCS, even as hard to believe as that may be. Uh, I don't know that I've ever had this happen before, but, you know, we finished up last year at 24 and 13. We were eliminated in the region tournament. And as you kind of get the breaking down the season and see what you're losing, what's coming back, uh, there was kind of a statistic that jumped off the sheet at me that I, I didn't really notice in the midst, but I caught it in the postseason. We did not graduate one single out of innings pitched from last year's staff. We returned every varsity inning pitched. And you just don't see that. You no. know, so uh, that's you would like to think that you can point the finger and say that's going to be a strength of ours. Uh, we've got a handful of guys on the mound that are that are got electric stuff. Uh, you know, we've talked about him every year. He's been here. England Bryan has to lead the crew. You know, recently signed with Vanderbilt. Uh, this is his senior year. Um, it's been a fun spring. You know, kind of getting a chance to talk to some MLB scouts over the last few weeks. And as they're making the rounds, you know, he's in the mid 90s and developed his off-speed stuff a little bit. You know, he'll be a guy that throws the ball on Monday and Tuesday for us in district play. Tyler Casserly. Uh, being a kind of a crafty lefty, does a great job playing off of England. We've kind of used him as, you know, a significant change of pace. He's a low 80s, multiple pitches for a strike, a lot of movement, kind of a sidearm lefty. Uh, to see those two looks back-to-back -back is extremely difficult to time up for a hitter. Uh, so they've played well back-to-back. -back. And then, uh, you know, Brooks Jones, a senior, um, has kind of taken on that closer role for us these last few years. He's 
you know, 88, 90 miles an hour. He's got a good breaking ball, uh, but he's kind of got that closer, shut the door mentality. So he's kind of rolled into that reliever uh, back end guy for us. Caden King is a sophomore this year. Uh, he's 6'5", 205, throwing the ball in the mid to upper 80s now. He's really developed as a pitcher and has an incredible, has had an incredible offseason. Uh, he's picked on, you know, 25, 30 pounds worth of weight. Fastball velo has jumped because of that, but he's just a genuine pitcher. Uh, the kid knows how to maintain the mound, and uh, his mechanics are, are fluid, and he does a great job for us as well. I wonder where he learned that from. <laughs> well, I don't know. It, I think his dad might have taught him a thing or two about swinging it. I don't know if he would take any credit for the pitching side of things. But, uh, <laughs> Probably not, no. Uh, but, uh, I mean, really, it, it's Randy King's grandson and, and Brennan's son. So, I'm, that, yes. uh, it, it's in the blood. Athletics is in the blood. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, mean, I don't think he had a choice but to fall in love with baseball at some point in time. But, yeah. no, he's, his work ethic is, is hard to match. I mean, the kid's always wanting more, more, more. Uh, and, and I think the game has paid him back because of that. He's put in, he's put in the work and done his time and, uh, the game's paid him back and he has seen a wild jump this off season. Um, Drew Massengill is a junior. Uh, he's been in some big spots for us. Uh, he's a mid eighties, three pitches for a strike. Uh, he'll throw the ball on Monday and Tuesday. Uh, he's kind of just got that competitive spirit on the mound that you want to see. Uh, and then one we're waiting to get back Tyler Wilson, a senior, uh, one, uh, district pitcher of the year this past season had a incredible year for us. Um, you know, unfortunately this fall had to have a surgery on his shoulder. He's rehabbing. He's getting really close. I don't know that he'll be ready to be on the mound early in the season, but hopefully by the midway point, uh, we'll get him back into the mix. But of course his stuff is, you know, so he, he didn't win district pitcher of the year for nothing. Uh, so being able to get that back and, you know, you're down six, seven arms at that point. Uh, and, and, and getting to his name and he was district pitcher of the year. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of depth there. Uh, and that's gotta be something that you look at and, and get excited about. Um, especially when you get into, you know, hopefully if you start going, everybody in our district seems to have a big arm, a one, everybody's probably got a two, but the, the farther you get into those pins, if you can see what guys got in the pen, you know, I feel pretty confident going from one to two, two to three, three to four. And I think we're going to match up really well as we get into back end versus back end against some teams. And then getting some guys in and, and some relief innings, you feel pretty solid there too, I would say. Yeah. I mean, we've still got more names to throw at you. I mean, Owen White, his stuff is 86 to 88 with a great slider. Uh, Nate Fogel's a freshman. Uh, we got this fall. He's a low 80s arm, multiple pitches for strikes. And, and the same thing I talked about with Caden. He's got extreme pitch ability. His mechanics are great. Seems to be composed on the mound. Eric Bowling is throwing the ball great for us this spring. Grant Hawson's going to find innings. I mean, we've got a laundry list of guys that I think we can hand the baseball to and be competitive. So for us, you know, that's that's got to be a standout strength. Uh, so, you know, and out comes, can you pick it behind them? Can you put a defense behind them that, that will play well and, and pick the ball up and get people out? And then can you find a way to score a run or two along the way? Um, but you know, if we're able to do those two things, yeah, I mean, it should be a fun year and we're looking forward to it. Jamie Carver here on Cougar corner today, talking baseball. Um, I guess, uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, your bats and what you think, and, uh, you can take us through the outfield as well. Yeah. So, um, just kind of working left to right across the outfield, Yates Guerin, a senior, he just committed to play football at, uh, Barry college, uh, this last week or so. Um, I guess sign, sorry about that, but, uh, he was quarterback of the football team, of course, won the state championship and Yates is a man. He's just a great athlete and I'm, he's bought his time 
for the baseball program to get a shot. But, you know, here is his senior year. Um, you know, his athleticism is, is, is giving him a shot. And as, as we've got going this spring, he's doing a great job of finding ways to get on base. Um, he's putting up good at bats. He can run, go get it in the outfield. Uh, so we'll look at him uh, getting a shot in left field. Tyler Casserly and Tyler Wilson, whose names I've already mentioned on the mound, you know, they'll get an opportunity. Of course, they played for us last year uh, and can really play any of the three positions. They kind of traded off in center field, depending on who was pitching. Uh, but, I mean, those three right there can absolutely go get it. I mean, they're fun to watch. They can put a blanket down in the outfield pretty quick and, and go and catch the ball on the run. Um, so th those three will have uh, a lot of opportunities in the outfield. Eric Bowling and Nolan Brownlow are fighting to get into that mix as well. So, again, we got five, six names there uh, that are going to give us opportunities to make up that outfield and see how that thing fills out. And, you know, the – the blessing and the curse is for a coach. If you've got options, that's a great thing. You know, the curse to that is it creates some uncomfortable moments and conversations sometimes, but you know, you'd rather have uh, too many options and have to figure out who you're picking than to say, I'm not really sure who's going to do this for us. And, and I don't know that that's where we are. I think we've got some guys who can get the job done and uh, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll be pretty fun to watch. You know, when the season starts, it's it's all and it's everybody's in this same boat. But uh, you know, the the bats are take longer to come around, and that, I don't know that that's just that's just part of it in any level of baseball. I think, um, but you know, last year, a couple of times that we saw you, you had some power. So, uh, what do you think about that part of your game? Yeah, um, you know the. I think we're going to be able to roll out a lineup that can be fun to watch. Um, you know, it's it's completely different. Now, I'm not comparing apples and apples here, but you know, the other day in BP, it probably cost us a hundred dollars to hit batting practice on the field because we lost so many baseballs. Uh, of course, we've got a wood line behind left field, and then like a overgrowth pond behind center. It's just hard to get the balls back. If you hit them out, they're kind of hard to retrieve. Not impossible, uh, but you're kind of digging through the woods to get them. So, I think practice got kind of expensive the other day. We probably hit 20, 25 balls out. Um, it's a lineup that has got a shot at making some noise. You know, it's a lineup that's going to be fun to watch at times. Now, granted, I'm aware hitting BP and hitting game pitching is two different things, but, you know, I've been around the game long enough to see when it's, you're like, oh, this, this thing right here could be could be entertaining. And that's, that's one of the lineups we're going to roll out is we've got some guys with some pop uh, working your way across the infield. Owen White is going to get a shot to play third base for us. Brooks Jones, uh, his senior year, He's, you know, a four-year starter for us at this point. He's going to play at Freed. I mean, he, he's got as much pop out of a high school bat as anybody I've ever coached. And, you know, he's gifted. He's got some really good athleticism. Uh, but similar to what I talked about with Caden earlier, his work ethic is there. I mean, the kid cannot get enough. We practice three hours, and he's harassing his dad to stay after and, and trying to get some more swings in in the cage. Uh, it's just like, you know, en enough is never enough with him. Uh, but Drew Massengale and TJ Finley will get opportunities to rotate around the second base. Both of those have had a great spring for us. Uh, and then Caden King, uh, being 6'5", is going to get a shot over at first base. He got an opportunity last year as a freshman and kind of took that and ran with it. Uh, but, you know, those guys can provide some pop. So, I mean, there's there's every chance in the world we could throw a lineup together where, you know, I'll be honest with you, Brian, one through nine, it wouldn't surprise me if, if we got one out of the ballpark or, or rang the fence up with some doubles from anywhere in the lineup. And that's, you know, you kind of wait on years for, like this. And that doesn't mean anything about what we're trying to do is going to be easy. You know, we're going to match up against teams who are going to be able to do the exact same thing. But uh, on paper, it looks like it could be a fun one.
Well, that's what we're going to talk about after we come back from this break, uh, your schedule. And I've looked over it and you're crazy. But we'll talk about that when we come back. <laughs> you're listening to MTCS Cougar Corner. Middle Tennessee Christian School, training for eternity. The large majority of our kids are involved in athletics or extracurricular activities, one or the other. And most are doing multiple activities. MTCS President Matt Tiller. And that's a great preparation for life. How many of us in our life are just doing one thing? So a well-rounded student is a huge deal. Invest in your child's future in a Christ-centered environment with many athletic and extracurricular choices. Without a doubt, our students have the opportunity to be involved in multiple activities. To find out more, visit mtcscougars.org. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance takes great pride in treating local athletes here in Rutherford County. Experts in joint, bones, and muscles. And with over 65 specialists, TOA has a playbook to get you back in the game. To request an appointment, visit toa.com or call 855-NEED-TOA. Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. TOA. Live your best life. Middle Tennessee Christian School, training for eternity. People love to see us on the schedule when they have a home game because our fans show up. MTCS President Matt Tiller. The way we travel is just phenomenal. Our parents and our community are fully engaged in our school. When we compete, we're trying to do it in a way that honors God. We want to win. We also want to do it in a way that pleases Him. Providing Christian values and academic excellence in a nurturing environment. That's Middle Tennessee Christian School. Invest in the future of your child. Find out more at mtcscougars.org. It's MTCS Cougar Quarter. Fueled by Donut Country and McDonald's Murfreesboro. Presented by Tennessee Orthopedic Alliance. TOA. Live your best life. Online at toa.com. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro. FM 100.5 Smyrna and streaming at wgnssports.com. We are back here on MTCS Cougar Corner, and uh, Jamie Carver, our guest this morning. We're talking uh, baseball, of course, and uh, right before we went to the break, I, I, I said I had looked at your schedule, and you're crazy, and uh, this is why I said that. You've got Coffee County, Shelbyville. You've got uh, two-game series with Siegel. You've got Spain Park and Helena, uh, Florence, and Leeds out of Alabama, You've got um, also Rockvale in there, so Columbia. So, um, and that's that's your non-league schedule. That that's that's mm-hmm. a pretty heady schedule you've got together. Well, you know, Brian, you, you get into doing this long enough, and and you know, you become a, a self-assessment. You kind of critique, say, hey, where have we done things well, and where are things we can improve on, and do things a little better to prepare ourselves for playing well in May. And, uh, you know, as I've done this uh, a few years now, you realize, man, if you're not challenged on Thursday, Friday and Saturday, Mondays and Tuesdays get a little amplified. And uh, the kids, uh, if they don't routinely get to see 84 to 88 mile an hour pitching, then when you have to beat it to stay alive late in the year, when you have to find a way to beat that big arm and it's shock and awe to you, you that's a hard game to win. Uh, But you know, what we went to a couple of years ago, I think we started this probably two years ago. Last year was, uh, honestly, we won 24 games last year, and, and I would have lost that bet preseason. You know, I thought we had a better year than I would have expected going in, but I think part of it is we tried to do this last year. Uh, we just threw a gauntlet of a schedule together and made it to where we're being challenged by big arms on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every weekend. And by doing so, the arms that you have to beat on Mondays and Tuesdays, 
um, in district play, you know, kind of had a saying last year with our guys, we'd walk up and down the dugout before the inning would start and they would say, coach, it's just another arm. You know, we've seen this every single day. And I think that's the biggest challenge that we're trying to, to give to the kids is, uh, it's, it's hard to get used to seeing something unless you do exactly that. You get used to seeing it. And, uh, we put together a schedule where hopefully we can be challenged day in, day out. Um, and by doing so, the hope is, and the goal is to be well prepared, uh, to be, you know, forged in the fire, to be ready to play in those big moments in, uh, early and mid May, as we try to do something the school has never been able to do before. And, and that's to win those postseason games, uh, in the month of May. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for those opportunities that you rattled off, uh, there's not many days that are going to be uh, an easy stroll in the ballpark, but man, isn't that what it's all about? I mean, that, yeah. that's what makes them fun. So, absolutely, and and playing up is a little bit different. Uh, in you know, it would be different in football, obviously, but uh, you know, baseball. You just kind of said. Uh, your guy said, you know, just another pitcher. We've, we've, we've seen this kind of stuff. And so that's, that's a little forgiving, but I, you know, as a, for, for baseball fans out there, you'd be a little jealous to know that, uh, at the end of March, you get to go down and play down in Hoover at the, uh, Met complex, which is really going to be a cool experience for your guys. Yeah. So we've done, you know, about every direction of Tennessee, you can travel, you know, we've done the Knoxville trip. We've done the Chattanooga trip. We've done the Jackson trip. We've made our rounds and done different things. And, uh, you know, honestly, kids were harassing us, trying to get us to do a trip down to Florida. And I don't mind saying it. Uh, I, I couldn't get excited about that. That's just from a scheduling and itinerary perspective. It, it was just something that was a little overwhelming. But I stumbled across this and, and got the chance to, you know, through some common contacts, I got a chance to get in touch with Coach Adam Mosley down at Hoover High School. And man, what a program they run and, um, you know, get a chance to talk with him and, and realized he was putting on a tournament during our spring break, which is when we normally try to travel. And, you know, we communicated back and forth and, and talked through that process and it wound up working out, but yes, I'm really looking forward to that. I, you talk about getting a chance to see some really good baseball and, you know, on the other side of that too, is that's going to be our third week of the regular season. So we'll be, 10 games into the schedule at that point, I think they're closer to like 20 to 25 games into their schedule at that point. They start a little earlier than we do. Oh, wow. So they're going to be in mid-season form. And, uh, you know, we'll be trying to, you know, at that point, hopefully trying to figure out who the lineup is and, and starting to shuffle some cards into, you know, this is the guy that's going to play here. This is the guy that's going to play here. Uh, so for us to get to be challenged, uh, like I said, Spain Park is going to be really good. Florence is going to be really good. So, uh, getting a chance to see some of those teams from out of state will be a fun experience. But yeah, playing down at the Hoover Met, where there's goodness, what are there? You know, like eight turf fields inside of a one mile radius. Uh, it's going to be just kind of eat, sleep, drink baseball for three days, and I look forward to that trip as well. Well, that's what a better way to uh, you know spend spring break if uh, if you're. Uh, uh, baseball player. And, uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I did want to talk about, uh, your conference here real quick before our time gets away. And, uh, right out of the gate, you play your biggest rival from, uh, a few miles down the road. You can cut across the airport and be at their park. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they got the new facility this year back behind the church off of the Jarnet. And, uh, you know, I know they're excited about opening that up, but yeah, I mean, that's, um, 
you know, I don't know that anybody would say they're just in love with opening the season with a district game and then yet alone being a, a big rival for you. But that's, you know, that's that's where we are. That's how the chips fail. Uh, so we'll open the season on Monday, March 11th with PCA. Uh, but, yeah, the, the district, as I mentioned earlier, is every single week you, you're going to see a plethora of arms. You know, Columbia Academy last year at one point, 24 and 2, I believe, starting for the most part freshmen and sophomores. So all those kids are back. Grace Christian is just kind of a been there, done that, hung around the block, hadn't done anything but win games in the postseason. You know, they they have uh, Vandy commit pitching on both Monday and Tuesday, one of them being a senior, one of them being a sophomore. Uh, Webb has done nothing but continue to improve and get better and better. I, I mean, the list could go on. It's it's no different than what we talked about with our non-district schedule. It's It's hard to find one in there where you're like, man, I can – kind of sit back, relax, and take a deep breath today. This one should be okay. I, I don't know that we have that. Uh, I think the opportunities are going to be challenging every day, and and that, again, that's what makes it fun. So I guess you get to help open up uh, th- their uh, PCA's new facility, and they get to come over and help you christen your uh, turf. Yeah, as far as I know, I, I'm sure we'll have some ceremonial first pitches on both of those events, and everybody gets to see the new facilities. Of course, it's, you know, the – I don't want to downplay it. You know, for us, we've gotten used to seeing it, but to the fans who hadn't been around the ballpark in, in a few months, yeah, I mean, it's nice. And, you know, I know for them to get a chance to host a baseball game at home for the first time is going to be fun. And then a lot of our fans that haven't gotten to see the field yet, uh, are sure, I'm sure they're looking forward to that opportunity as well. But, I mean, that's that's going to be a fun way to open the season. Absolutely. Sure All right. Well, Jamie, appreciate you spending some time with us. It's always good to catch up, and uh, I know we'll see you out there for a couple of games this season. We uh, are still in the throes of basketball, of course, but uh, baseball season for uh, the radio station, at least, is uh, just around the corner and looking forward to it. And uh, you're always gracious host whenever we can get out there. And looking forward to seeing uh, the new place and uh, how things uh, look out there. I know it's going to be sparkling, and uh, appreciate you spending some time with us this morning. Hey, always a pleasure. Nice to catch up with you. See you, Brian. Absolutely. That's Jamie Carver joining us here on MTCS Cougar Corner, and that's going to wrap up our show for today. I want to thank uh, Danny Brewer and also John Dinkins for hosting and uh, Dalton Barrett, our producer. I'm Brian Barrett. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you back here next time. You know, we talk about them all the time in this era, but I bet you know a whole lot.